Chase Williams pulled into an unmarked parking space at the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency, the NGA, at Fort Belvoir near Springfield, Virginia. The parking lot had been expanded when the location for the revived op center was installed in the basement levels of the NGA. The new lot still had reserved close-in parking spaces clearly marked for senior NGA staffers. Yet at Williams' insistence, there were none for op center personnel, nor was there any op center logo seen anywhere on the building's exterior signage. A directory of tenant commands at Fort Belvoir did not mention anything about op center. It was still early, and Williams had but a short walk to the main entrance of the building. There was a reason why Op Center's very presence at Fort Belvoir was kept secret, and why it was housed in a sub-basement of NGA, not in its own gleaming building. Op Center was a national asset, and its director reported directly to the president. It was called into action only when the normal levers of U.S. national security, the military, the intelligence agencies, the many organizations making up the nation's homeland security bureaucracy or others could not move quickly enough or were forced by statute or oversight to operate within strict legal protocols. The president had called on Op Center recently, and they had done just that, operated with speed and precision and well outside legal channels. And they had saved American lives. Williams made his way through the double glass doors, showed his NGA badge to the guard at the counter, and continued to a single elevator at the end of a bank of elevators. Just another faceless staffer with a security clearance trudging in to work, which was as Williams wanted it. He punched in his personal access code, and the elevator door hissed open to allow him entry. Following a noiseless three-level descent, he was deposited in a small antechamber with a single door. After submitting to a retinal scan, he was admitted to a subterranean warren that was Op Center's main compound. Williams was 63, six foot tall, and carried himself in a lean, distinguished manner. Yet he was understated and moved with a quiet efficiency that attracted little attention. His dress was closely tailored but conservative, and only the white handkerchief peeking from the pocket of his suit coat suggested a hint of style. A great many senior people in and out of government knew and respected Williams, but no one underestimated him or the confidence President Midkiff now vested in him and his organization. Morning, boss. Good morning, Anne. Anne Sullivan was waiting for him at the door to his office. It was adjacent to hers, which was larger and better appointed than his own small office. This arrangement was at Williams's insistence. He was the director of Op Center, but she, as deputy director, ran Op Center. As a good Navy man, he knew the value of a strong executive officer. Anne Sullivan was a former GSA supergrade and the embodiment of a Washington insider. Williams counted on her, and she quietly managed the day-to-day -day administration of Op Center with dedication, organizational skill, and a certain amount of intimidation. She also knew where all the bodies were buried around Capitol Hill. Op Center had its enemies, particularly in the Department of Defense. 
If there were ever a politically motivated campaign mounted to discredit Op Center, then the ever-vigilant Ann Sullivan would sniff it out early on. It was Williams's practice to arrive at Op Center at 0645 hours sharp, about five minutes after his drip coffee maker had...